And when you're in a crowded tent, again, you're talking like 20 people to a tent, a dirty tent. And the the, the dust. uh, I've never been good with measuring square feet. I don't know why I don't understand it. (laughs) You are now listening to the podcast. Headphones, please. Most people are. Uh, but I'm still in. Oh, I admire your paprika. I, I admire the paprika, y'all. There he is, King Biss. This isn't here yet, actually. We're going to wait for Biss. I think he's still at the gym. We're going to open up the call lines. Well, it's all. Everybody's got a penis. Well, it's alright. Snow makes slush. Well, it's alright. Come, come, we'll make you gush. You can sit around and wait for the And take a pill. Johnny's hot dogs from Tower Hill. And of course, the Traveling Wilburys. End of the line. You know, the only guy left in that band still alive is Bob Dylan. All the other guys have passed. Who else was even in that band? It was George Harrison from the Beatles. Mm. Tom Petty. Wow. Roy Orbison. Whoa. And I guess the... I don't know who the drummer was. Maybe the drummer's still alive. But the four, like, main guys. Uh, Dylan's the only one still standing. Dylan's a relic, too. He was around before the Beatles. I mean, that guy is... That guy's been playing guitar for like 50 years. He is amazing uh, in the fact that he has really not a singing voice. He just kind of like moans. He's horrible. But it's so weird that it's good. I, I, I never understood him because I am a fan. But I'm like, there's really like no music here. I don't know why this sounds good. Yeah, it's really um, strange. Interesting. He's, he's, a, uh, he's a phenomena. I saw him live in 2009 in L.A. He, he played mostly new songs, which nobody wanted to hear. Uh, they wanted to hear All on the Watchtower and, and, you know, knocking on Heaven's Door. He was playing mostly new songs, and it was, it was okay. I expected more from, from Dylan. But, yeah, it's all about the words. I remember he performed uh, at this huge thing at the Grammys with, like, seven or eight other bands, and it was actually the first night... Uh, who the hell are they called? They're a big, famous, kind of like folk rock band now. Uh, they have a couple albums out. Uh, damn it. Drawing a Macoomsie. Wait, what? Give me give me another clue about the band. I could probably tell you who it is. <sighs> they're like... Um, the Cranberries. Mum- Mumford and Son. Oh, they're good. 
And they had like 70 seconds with Bob Dylan. They got to share the stage and they kicked ass and their album sales increased by like 300% the next day. But I just remember Bob Dylan being like, Man, Johnny, sit in the basement, working in the mansion. I'm on the pavement. Think about the government. Bob Dylan's better for, Bob Dylan's more known for his songs that are covered. Like all along the Watchtower, everybody knows his Hendrix. Knocking on Heaven's Door, you know, his Guns N' Roses or Clapton. You know, like his songs are good. It's all Dylan. He's uh, he's written so many songs that people don't know he wrote, but they're made famous by other people covering them. Queer. And of course he has... How many roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man? And who it was gets all the about, credit for all that? Work. Janis Joplin, no, Mama Cass? Jenny from Forrest Gump. Remember she sang that yep. on stage? Naked, nude. Twitters! Uh, snap us. At the underscore podcastle, now on iTunes, Spotify, yeah, right. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. Connect with us. I hate LinkedIn. Uh, Podbean, and me too. It's like Facebook. I don't want to have to use LinkedIn. And Roku. So we're going to open up the call lines in just a second. Um, see what's going on. Before we do that, uh, John, I want to ask you this. Before we uh, hope the, having the uh, calls come in, what is your policy on freezer burnt ice cream? Do you eat it? Do you plow through it? Or do you discard into the Delaware River? <laughs> it usually depends on real, really one factor, uh, how stoned I am. You're stoned. The moment I find that it's freezer burn. Um, I'm going to scrape the top layer off. I'm going to scrape the freezer burn off. And then I'm going to go at what's underneath. I'm going to take a bite. And if it doesn't taste like rancid acid milk, uh, I'll finish it. I'll complete it. That's if I'm stoned. If I'm yeah, completely well, I agree. dead sober, I'm not going to touch that shit. It's like, I don't care about... I, I did that the other day. I got freezer burn ice cream out, and I just microwaved it because it was, like, really frozen in there. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. It's just ice on top of milk. But, yeah, if it's, like, awful, you can't do it. I think it just means that it's broken down so much that it's, like, separating, so water is coming out of it. That's why it's freezing. I, I don't know. I agree with you. It's spoiling. If that's By the way, I know you're, a, I know you're a big fan of numbers. I got to say the numbers are up on the show. The downloads have increased. Spotify Stop seems it. to be our golden goose. Let's go, baby! The downloads people are listening to on Spotify, mm. and it's our least promoted venue. So they're, I think they're just organic listeners that are just finding it. What do we? Because we were one of the first podcasts on there. I know we kicked the door down uh, and made it, uh, you know, a thing to have your podcast on Spotify. But what do we say? Spot us? Spot us. Spot us. Yeah, spot us. What do you do? Do you spot us? Spot us. I just Somebody just spotted me in the shower. They're not even listening to Spotify. They're just a pervert. Spotify. They're taking pictures. I like the uh, editing on the last few shows, too. The, um, the scene that got me, the clip, was from Wayne's World 2, where it was uh, Charlton, you know, Charlton Heston comes in because Wayne's like, can we get a better actor? And the Hoss oh, yeah. people mentioned Morgan Street. And he was like, Ah, uh, not a day goes by where I don't forget that one fateful promise that I've always kept. One beautiful day. Do we have to put up with this? I mean, you know, can't we get a better actor? I know it's a small part, but I think we can do better than this. 
Gordon Street. Oh, yes. Gordon Street. I once knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street a long time ago when I was a young man. I forgot they used like three different actors to like do that scene because Wayne was like, I'm not really buying this. I'm not really believing this guy. Yeah, and he wasn't that good. So and then good. he's like, and then Heston comes in. He's like, it's uh, five blocks up, right. two over. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. Speaking not of Wayne's day world, passes, and, uh, I don't think of her. And promise I made, which I will always keep. That one perfect day on Gordon Street. That's uh, five blocks up, two over. Stan Makita. Apparently, Black oh. Hawk's legend is a... Uh, the donut place was in Wayne's world. A lot of great scenes in that diner. He uh, passed away at age 78, I believe. Yeah, he was sure. listening to the Podcastle show when he heard that Makita reference that you pepped in. That did him in. I think, oh. I think it tricked. No. He, um. What? 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 No. No, that's not true. But, it, but I really like uh, that I saw a few posts. Biscardi broke the news to us. Biscardi should be joining us soon. He broke the news that he died, and I'm not familiar with Stan Makita other than Wayne's World. But oh, shit. Apparently, he was like a like an Eric Lindros of the Blackhawks. He was like one yeah. of those guys. Yeah, like, like a, maybe even better, like Ron Jaworski or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he has any championships, but uh, Jaws. Jaws. Was Ron was Ron Jaworski the guy that played without a helmet? No. Who was the? Go- this is Stan Makita's donuts. Excellent munchies. This is the manager, Glenn. He's here 24 hours a day. I recommend the sugar pucks. They're excellent. Come on. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. Why is it if a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. There was a goalie in the NHL that played without a helmet. You're right. And I think one of them played for the Flyers. Or maybe he was just a, a guy on the team who didn't play with a helmet. Yeah, right. I don't I think, think it was, was a goalie. goalie. I think that was that yeah, right. Would be, oh, I bet my dick on dead. it. <laughs> but we got There's not. I thought there was a website. I mean, like two pucks to the face, you're dead. So you're heading down to uh, Mallory Square this weekend, listening oh. to some Tampico trauma, some Jimmy Buffett. I'm not going to Key West, sadly, but we are going to the closest key, which I think is the next best thing because it's like a an hour Grassy and a half key. less drive. So we're going to Key Lago. Oh, stand at uh, Playa Lago, some new oh, place. Regular mar- a regular marathon Florida man. Going with my buddy the and his wife, the Browsers. They had a kid. Internet Explorer. A month before us, um, Firefox. Uh, and, you know, so the six of us are going to go down and little staycation kind of thing. It's only an hour and a yeah. half away. Oh, nice. Do you take advantage of the keys a lot? Not as much as we used to, and not since we moved into this home. Not since our marriage. Not since we got married. It's tough with the kid. Really gone down there. Oh, of course. And, all, and the new house and the wedding and just all the stuff that kind of just happened one after the other. You going to do some fist pumping? A lot of fist pumping. A lot of raging. And we'll do a lot of liquid dancing. That's what I said, liquid, 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 liquid dancing. We're going to be doing liquid dancing. Loop, 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 table, table, table. We're not playing instruments. Loop, loop, I'm on my laptop. 
give me money because I'm not playing an instrument. Drinking too much tequila. Tequila. Oh my gosh. My buddy likes We're... to drink tequila and he likes to force me to drink it. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like Heather uh -huh. alone with the baby at some point before the sun's gone down. Tequila sunrise. Hey, this is cool. This is sad news to me. Hmm. But the Viper Room, one of my favorite spots in L.A., was sold uh, to a development company because they're buying everything on the Sunset Strip here in West Hollywood. And they might close it down. The legendary Viper Room. Oh, shit. Losers. What's going on there? What's Who's buying it up? Hotels? Uh, yeah, some big development yeah, company. Of course. And, and they bought three for $80 million in the past week. And there's so much construction on Sunset. Sunset Strip here. Nonstop. Is the is the equivalent to like uh, kind of like South Beach? It's like a, a hot spot. It's probably and, more like Fort Lauderdale, dude. Like Fort Lauderdale, it's just nonstop uh, cranes in the sky everywhere. Cranes everywhere. They're just building up these huge condos and hotels. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, I don't know how they're gonna fill these hotels because I know the cost of living is insane. People can't afford to live there. It's it's crazy. And they're just taking away all these spots to build these hotels, like Tower Records. The famous Tower Records is gone. And, too many people. Uh, too many people. And it's such a cool place, too. You know, Johnny Depp used to own it. River Phoenix died there. Uh, what is going on with Johnny Depp? He I, is I know we sickened. say this quite often, but, like, I think he's sick. I do too. He looks he looks AIDSy. Yeah, like for real. Like he looks like he yeah. has, there's something wrong with him. I'm not saying he looks sick like crazy, but he looks ill. He looks very ill. That would suck. He's not. And his latest movie has been pulled. Yes, like out of nowhere. All and of a sudden, it's just. He's dangerously entering into Nicolas Cage territory of like just doing bad movies. He's not there yet, but. Right, because he still has the franchise to fall back on, which is always a moneymaker. So that's kind of like a loophole. He can that's what he needs to do, is just, is just keep milking these pirate movies. I mean... They should make ten of them. They should do it like the Fast and the Furious are. Just keep making pirate movies. The little kids love it. Uh, it's a Halloween costume. <laughs> so, I don't know, but I, well, th I, I, I seriously think he's in trouble. The latest allegations are that some... I guess some guy on the set said he verbally assaulted him and he was always drunk oh and, my gosh. Booze and he was doing drugs on the set, which I believe because in a recent interview, the interview said like he started pouring wine during the interview and smoking a joint and, uh, uh you know, you know, he partied. Oh, I don't, th I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would I'm just have saying, to do that for an interview. So not, but I think he's very open uh, with like, well, I'm just going to do what I want kind of thing. Yeah. I think he's at that point where he's like, I'm 55, I did all these movies, I'm just So rich, it. I'm an icon. But he's, but he's not doing it gracefully, like he's causing problems. You know, the, the, the wife thing didn't help him with the domestic allegations, domestic abuse allegations. Well, I don't think anyone has ever said this, but the only place to go once you reach the top of the mountain is stumbling back down to the bottom. Oh my gosh. Slurp that shit up. And I slurp that shit. So, um, baseball roulette tonight. What, what, we're having a phone. We're open the phone line, opening the phone lines tonight. Are we going to call library tools? Yeah. So we went to, there's this guy named, named, we know named John White. And he sounds like a, uh, 
some kind of pilgrim. His like, name is John Halsey White the third. The third, right? There's three right. people that act, they actually named Halsey in this world. He's yeah. he's three. He's one of three. Yeah. And there's a he has his company called Library Tools at LibraryTools.com. And I don't know what they do, but they're like we make assistants work better in libraries by giving them computers. And it's like, but libraries are computers now. It's literally nobody goes software. to a library. I think it's software to catalog your library. But I think they've been doing. I remember doing that in like the '90s at Doylestown Library. You, they would have computers to look up books. You remember that? Like that was a thing in like '93. I just you would like they book- would use an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> The Dewey Decimal System is what they're doing. They're doing the Dewey Dewey Decimal. Dewey Decimal. Oh, Jack Time. Oh, I need to see what this... Do uh, have a number? They have like a customer service, but it's like a 1-800 number. I just want to know oh, if it's wow. still active. Oh, my God. I what just exactly? want to hear what the voicemail is. At the very what least. What if it was him answering and you heard like a toilet flush in the back and he's like, Hall's here. And, or, or he was very happy, like, oh, my gosh, this is the first call ever. I can't see it. How are you? Honey. See, that comes running out of the, uh, the bathroom. Yeah, he breaks his, his toe. Down, He's like, like honey, it's happening. Yeah, Say it's happening. Handle, hey. Say library tools. Say library tools. What? No, Say no, no. Tools. That's something that he'd started 20 years ago. It never panned out. Yeah. So here's, <laughs> here's library tools. Here's their number. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! Oh, hold on, I gotta put it on speaker. This is this is really good. Thanks for calling LibraryTools.com. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message. Yeah, hi, this is uh, Dick Sharpton. Uh, I'm calling about your library tools. Uh, I have a small uh, public library that I facilitate here in uh, Manassas, uh, Missouri. And uh, quite frankly, it's like uh, an ADHD child leaving his toys around. These kids are just leaving the books all over the library. And I'm going to need some tools uh, to help me... um, uh, organize this uh, this shindig going down here in the Shenandoah Valley uh, at librarytools.com. So don't call me back. Just um, send me a letter. What? <laughs> down in <laughs> And um, I, I just, I wanted to get some tools from Halsey. Halsey. Halsey, 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 we get a cease and desist order tomorrow. There's a lawsuit. He's back. What if he made like? What if he was like a millionaire off doorstep. of this fucking thing? Yeah, yeah right. with a knife. He sold it to to like Bill Gates. That's how he created Windows. Library tools was the the birth child. He shared it with him in the uh, in the garage. Yeah right. Yeah right. Yeah right. Oh my gosh. Yeah right. I'm, I'm putting those. I'm putting those clips you put together oh too. Oh my gosh. Video. They're too good. With the girl saying like. The podcastle. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. He had yeah. Killer Queen playing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, right before the song like hits a certain part, Bob cuts it off with Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'd like to find the genesis of Oh my gosh. I was listening to old shows mm. recently too. I've been going back 
you can it's interesting with our show listeners you can pop in at any time and even though some things are dated because it's news the the breast of the show is timeless like it's so funny dick saw something from april 2016 today and it was brilliant that's weird because i was listening to a show from like July 2017, just because I was looking for a specific sound. Um, And I thought I was in 2018, so I'm listening to it, and I'm like, the fuck are we talking about? This has, this, this was so long ago, and I looked at the date, and I was like, yeah, right, 2017. That's right. We're we're like, it's like August 2016, ain't nothing but a GOP thing, we're getting it up there. So what was, uh, what's on the docket uh, this evening? So we're going to open up the lines in two minutes here for some callers. Uh, and then I think we're going to do a break and perhaps some news oh. and then perhaps some SWJ. Yeah, I have a lot to talk about in SWJ, especially ESPN, the Ocho. Right? Hey. That's a real oh, thing yes. now. Yeah, it is. It's insane. Hey, have you, are you caught up with Castle Rock? I know the, I have uh, one episode to view. You have last night's episode. See. They blow that shit right up in the water, man. It gets so good. No. Here's what happens at the end. Uh, no, okay. But it's so good, man. Jen Jen was Wait, watching it. I didn't watch it. Here's the Dick. last thing I saw. Dick! Last thing I saw. Dick! And cops come in and just start lighting everybody up in the, in the facility except for uh, Henry Deaver. Yes. That, that's up, that, there's only one episode after that, and that okay. was last night. So you're up to date. Uh, okay. But Jen was watching it, and she's, she was on three, and I just binged it one night. And then the other one came on last night. And I, I wish they just put it all online at once, but they have to wait like every week now. It's like a real show. No, I don't like that. Hulu. I don't like it. It's, it's not a good business model with Hulu. I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like week to week walking I don't dead. like but there's so many Easter eggs in Castle Rock to Stephen King. It's amazing. And I love the Shawshank yes. prison aspect and how they're like, oh, there's an abandoned wing down there. And they go down there and it's like from the 30s and it's bloody. And it's, it's, the show legitimately is scary. I think there's like 27 different references to his books in like the pilot in like the first episode that like keeps going into the, uh, the rest yes. of the show. Episode three, when that girl goes to, like, that court with, like, the kids, that's when I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is this, Oh, this is that was creep with the masks? Yeah. Yeah. The, like, farm animal masks. Creepy. It was awesome. And the guy, that, the guy that played the kid in there is uh, the guy that oh, played yeah. it in the uh, reimagining right. last year. Pennywise. Pennywise. Skarsgård is his name. And I think in the movie, what's it called, Clark, with Ed Harris, he plays this guy. uh, Needful Things. Needful Things, played by Ed Harris in like the 90s, is now an older guy. He's the same character played by, of course, that dude, I always forget his name. Um, No, he's played by. um, The guy that was in Leftovers. Guy from Silence of the Lambs. There you go. Scott, Scott Glenn. Glenn, right. So it's like the same guy. Same yeah. character. Pretty awesome. He's good. I love when that shit floats over. And uh, Sissy Spacek, who played the original Carrie, is in there. 
and there's a lot of there's references to mm. Cujo, and uh, it's yes. really good. I was watching um, Under Siege two the other night with Steven Seagal. And, Is Under uh, Siege two the one where she hops out of the cake? It's no, that's the first one where, uh, where the that one was hot. So good, so good. Totally Under good. Siege Two is is probably worse than Speed Two, where they're like, "I oh, will just put them on a boat." Whoa! Here they're like, "We'll just do it on a train." I is feel it, like train movies are so dated. Under Siege Two. There's a ta- yeah, there's a tagline deep like another or something stupid. Like yeah, that. Under Siege Two, the Arm train again. has arrived. <laughs> Speed to cruise control. I did watch Steven Seagal, and he, he's not bad in this movie. It's uh, executive. It's an executive decision with Kurt Russell on the air the hijacked airplane, and Steven Seagal is like a like a seal or something like that that goes up in the stealth. It sounds familiar. The, the, That's what it is. Executive main, decision. The Seagal movie that I've seen a hundred times is hard to kill. I love that one. I barely really remember it. Just was. Kind of like Gladiator, basically. Somebody comes oh, yeah. in, kills his wife, he trains, he becomes like a, a super sensei, and he goes after right. them, and he kicks their ass for like 45 minutes. He's really good. He's like a jack of all trades. Yeah, he's really good. Jack. He's probably the best actor ever. The so? um, What's his new role yeah. now? Uh, has been, I think, is his new role. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a washed up. I think he's. I think he's too trying too hard to look Japanese. Yeah, I think he has his black belt and washed up. <laughs> yeah, washed up. He's too. Yeah, he's ridiculous. But I do like him. Um, we're gonna open up the call lines now. Yeah, uh, right. First, we have. Uh, Timothy from Timothy from Coral Springs. Timothy, you're on the air. Hi, Mr. Clark. You have an outstanding debt with Chase Bank. You owe three hundred and fifty-five dollars that you haven't paid. All right, all right. We got to start screening these calls. Intern, fucking interns, man. They're only good for two things: sewing and blowing. And that and these this shirt is still has a few wrinkles in it. No, I don't like that. Um, okay, up we have. Oh man, I hope he wasn't listening. I hope this next caller was not listening because this is embarrassing. I wish Biscardi were here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. St- I'm sorry, Sensei Tulku, Mr. Steven Seagal, famous actor, oh, is again on the air. Hope he wasn't listening. I'm a little embarrassed. Mr. Steven Seagal, how are you, sir? What? Yes, hello, Matthew. Oh, that's him. Johnny. Uh, thank you for that introduction, <laughs> uh, but I prefer to be called Sensei Tulku, Deputy Envoy Seagal now, and in that particular order, thank you. I was listening to this program, and uh, I have a lot to air on your podcast. Oh, okay. Welcome, sir. We're excited to have you. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of things happening in the world right now, and I want to get your your take on it. Yes. Sir, you're, you're always... Very soft-spoken, like you just drank some olive oil. Uh, how would you handle protesters disloyal to Putin? Because this is happening in the news right now, and I really want to know what would happen if you were faced with some of these these rebel rousers outside of the Kremlin. Would you go to town? Bad things. 
Oh. Bad things would happen. Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Um, we've had you. You've been actually calling in the show a lot lately, and I feel like there are some things you want to get off your chest. Things in modern news that yes, he has been. Well, boys, you, you know I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, but you know I've always wanted to be more than just a sex symbol, uh, and now I am. <laughs> I am now more than. Just a sex symbol and a great writer and an actor. But I, I'm now a humanitarian. Uh, I, okay. Um, what are you going to do about U.S.-Russia relations? Are you going to save them and restore them? Restore our faith? Yes, Matthew, boys, as I said in my tweet this week, that <laughs> you're, you're I hope tweet. to strive for peace and harmony and positive results as my Aikido teachings prescribe. As it's written in the way of peace and harmony. And when it comes to Aikido, I never, ever lose. I was thinking of taking Aikido. I know. Yeah, I'd like him to teach me, but I'd be afraid of him getting mad. Um, Envoy uh, Seagal. Turning into an Italian guy. Didn't you get choked out by Gene? What's her name? What's his name? Gene LaBelle. Didn't you get choked out by him? Matthew, that is... uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, you should know by now that is all tabloid hearsay. Jean LaBelle never choked me out. Uh, that is a story fabricated by the less than talented martial artist Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, who is struggling right now to make a living. Who oh, would yeah. win in yeah, a sure. fight right now? You or Van Damme? You know, John... Many people think that Jean-Claude Van Damme and I, in fact, did throw hands once. Uh, But the the fact of the matter is he will never be man enough to fight me. Uh, He lacks the discipline. He he lacks the courage. And he would never measure up to my outstanding physique. Well, what about the the allegations of uh, domestic and sexual abuse? Is that is that oh my Van Dam's uh, mischief too? Is that is that what he's pulling off? Very nice. What do you have to I say was, to those charges, sir? I, I was, you know, I've heard all of the the stories about sexual allegations and trying to compare me to Harvey Weinstein. I was merely wow. training these actresses Whoa. to defend themselves against men like Harvey Weinstein. And that that is why I was hired to train the police officers that I served with faithfully in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Yes, yes. Lots of front-line soldiers there in in Jefferson Parish. I'm glad you were there to to make your mark. Uh, Mr. Seagal, if and when are you going to return to the movies? Uh, Oh. Do you still consider yourself a movie star? Yeah, As your main profession, or or have you moved on and you're more into the realm of of, uh, karate and and Expendables 4. Yeah, get on that. Get some of that money. Well, actually, boys, uh, I didn't want to put this out there just yet, but uh, my whole... uh, This whole position that I've just been granted is based on uh, a new series that I'm actually developing what what for oh. a uh, yeah, we're going to they're actually going to the world is 
come to see as I uh, carry out and discharge my duties as a special envoy to Russia. Uh, it is actually going to be what? filmed, and that is going to be my next reality series. I cannot speak any more of it. Uh, Your next reality? I'm afraid I've already said too much. Boys, I it's like how Dennis Rodman goes oh, to North man, Korea. Right. Yeah, I bid you, heck? comrades, goodbye, and we will talk again soon on my next endeavor as I embark upon my you saving the it. world duties. Oh, oh yeah, uh, save the world. Thank you. Jack of all trades. Thank you, Stephen. Thank oh, you very much. Uh, dick. Yeah. Uh, how does that guy know, get through? All right, that was Steven Seagal, everybody. Um, you know, they, they don't screen the calls. These interns, um, I don't know what they do besides screen Blows. calls and give blowies. <laughs> I give blowjays. Give sweet McCombsies. I don't know. Yeah, they're hummers. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I wish Biscardi were here. Biscardi's going to be joining us. I think he was out dining Dining out tonight with some of the sponsors. He probably could uh, have he had to, uh, helped one of those charity sense of what Seagal was babbling on about. I think Biscardi was at a Skrillex concert tonight. He's coming back. No, um, all right, uh, let's try to. I'm going to try to patch through Mike right now. I mean, Mike, are you with us? Oh, one of the hey. there he is. There uh, he is. Are we on? Are we recording already? I, I'm sorry. What, uh, what what did I miss? I'm, well, I'm terribly sorry, fellas. I got good news and bad news. The good news Long is you didn't traffic. miss Caitlyn Jenner because she was not here. The bad news is that you missed Steven Seagal because he just stopped by. <sighs> and apparently he's saving the world uh, and restoring Russian-U.S. Uh, relations. You also I read Clark about and I talk that. about that nothing f- for eight minutes. <sighs> that is the first piece <laughs> of news that I think I heard about. Upon my return to the East Coast, actually. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, what does it even mean? Because he couldn't really give us a straight answer. Yeah, I, so he said a special envoy, which is, it's like you're, you're a step down from an ambassador. Like an atta- like a cultural it. attache, yes. Yeah, but that's like a really inflated oh. term, you know, an envoy. I, I can't, if you think of envoy. an envoy, well, you can't think of an envoy. I can't think of one person. Who is an envoy? I, I, think I think of like C three PO, right? Yeah, what like, happened? You know, like a character in a movie that doesn't really have a role. They're just kind of like there for like comic relief, and like they do. Right. They're used for like plot devices to like move the story. Story arcs. Like um, I'm trying to think of characters. Saint Damien's Baird. I think so, but I'd like but, to see what how he would do in Russia. Steven Seagal, because I'll tell you what, I'd watch the show. If he had a reality TV show with him in Russia doing things, I would watch Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be the ultimate thing? Him in Moscow. It's, it needs to be done. By the way, I, welcome, welcome, Michael. Listen I loved Lawman. I thought it was a great show. Yeah. Oh, I never saw I saw clips on what YouTube. Show? I watched it pulling over. Lawman. Oh, right, where he was a cop. His opus. See, him and like Shaq. This. Him and Shaq, they're both yeah. cops. They should have a combined yeah. show where they're like a buddy, a buddy cop yes. reality show. That would be awesome. Yeah, Shaq was like. But Shaq I don't think like Seagal would ever stand next to him because he can't stand. He wouldn't be able to stand being shorter than anybody. Is, is Steven Seagal oh, a tall man? How tall is he? He's about six four. Oh, he's that tall? 
So, you know, he'd be dwarfed by Shaq. Right. Is he, is he six four? Uh, he's a tall I didn't realize he was that tall. Yeah, he's a giant. He is pretty tall. Well, he's not a giant. Shaq's a giant, but I mean he's Shaq is a giant. Yeah, Shaq dwarfs everybody. Shaq has no problem taking any commercial given to him. I swear, when I play trivia crack in the morning on the toilet on my phone, there's like three ads from Shaq doing different commercials. And it's like, I like to, I like to uh, you know, I need some more uh, uh, stuff for my skin. And, uh, you know, so I want to start off. I like to put uh, cream on it. He does anything. He's like De Niro. He'll do yeah, like back like the early '90s when he first got drafted. I remember him doing. I think it was Pepsi commercials. He started doing right away. Right. Oh yeah. Pepsi. He did a rap Burger album. King. He did everything. Did right Reebok. He did yeah. everything Jordan wasn't doing. And then he did that movie Blue Chips with uh, one of the Hardaway guys and Nick Nolte. Penny. Nick Nolte. You were Penny. first Luke, first Baptist or second Baptist? Oh, uh, we're first Baptist. Because we don't care much for them second Baptists. Yeah. Blue Chips. And then he did uh, Shazam. Was it Shazam? Oh, the- yeah. Oops. I want to do movies. Oops. So you do a genie movie to start. Genie. <laughs> he was in an episode of Southland, which I used to love that show when it was on. And he played mm. a cop. And he, he, he like he was he's not a bad actor. Like he pulled it off. Oh yeah, we give him a lot yeah. of credit. I mean, he retired, got a PhD, and gave back to the community. Became a, I guess, a reservist deputy sheriff. Yeah, right. for like online yeah, online pedophiles. Shaq. He would like yeah. be that undercover guy. Shaq yeah. Seagal and Rodman. International what is, buddy cop trio. What does Rodman <laughs> do? He's, well, he's the cultural attaché unappointed for the Republic of North Korea. I love when he was. I love when uh, Obama was on Zach Galifianakis' between two ferns, ferns and Galifianakis goes. So uh, Dennis Rodman, he's like the uh, diplomat to North Korea, right? Uh, who, who's next? You're gonna have uh, like the Siegfried and Roy guys being like the Libya <laughs> thing. And he's like, uh, he's not, he's not the diplomat. And he's like, so when do you, why do you send uh, Ambassador Rodman to North I- IKEA? Does he go there a lot? And he's like, uh, let's move on. Uh, and he's like, so uh, what's next? Is the ShamWow guy going to uh, the Middle East? Like, who, who, who you send him next? And it was, it was so it's funny. So good. Uh, I love it when he puts on the Southern off. twang. He did it for one interview with, uh, with Sean Penn. <laughs> and he says, I guess he was, hi, I'm, this is Randy Galifianakis, I'm Zach's brother, up in North Carolina. Carolina. I'm here with Sean Penn. Sean Penn oh. has a, tw- you have a twin brother? And I thought he was going to, because he goes really below the belt, as, and he mentioned his twin brother, and I thought he was going to take a shot at uh, his yeah. late brother, Chris Penn. But, yeah, right. <laughs> your yeah, right. your twin brother ballpoint. <laughs> Character. It's just, I mean, it, like yeah, the right. man's brain thinks so fast on improv that uh, he's got to be at some genius level of. He's got to be Alzheimer's at this point. It's like Robin Williams. Robin Williams is legitimately right. crazy, and like his brain couldn't handle it. Yeah. Hey, you know uh, who's really quick? I, I, I don't really listen to his show very much. Um, he's really smart, but he's just not that funny. 
Uh, it's kind of unintentional comedy because he's so serious. And then at the end of occasional rant, he'll crack a smile. But Ben Shapiro, I mean, the kid is beyond brilliant. Yeah. And uh, and he's so fast. Yeah, exactly. He's just so fast. Quick. Can you change a chicken to a frog? No, you can't. So you can't change a man to a woman. (laughs) It's just just impossible. (laughs) See here. Yeah, he's like a machine gun. It's just the mind keeps if I were to do the podcast like this, and I were to talk about the Trump administration, I was talking about uh, this this new Alexander Ocasio. Yeah. Okay, Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio. I can't even. I'm getting like tongue twisted <laughs> trying to speak. It's so quick. Yeah, it's like a machine gun. I would run for president, but I'm Jewish. But here's what, here's what happened. Here's what they do. Here's what they do. Now, here's here's why. The, see, Trump's making a lot of mistakes, but I but if you put the first BP up, the first line up, there's but the, 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 the evidence doesn't support that. So here's what we're gonna do about that. He's like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Like, I, I, I like uh, some things that he says. Sometimes he's a little like conservative for me, but he's definitely he's a, a nice smart Jewish dude. boy. Nice, yeah, like, yeah, how do you argue guy. with a kid who's that no, no. brilliant? He skipped two grades and graduated Harvard Law. Yeah, how does that happen? Way faster than everybody else. He was that kid in school you probably saw taking a test. He probably raced through a test as fast as he speaks. And, like, you know, he was done in 10 minutes when you had needed the whole 90 minutes to to barely get to the end. I bet you he Right. He probably had so much leverage. He probably doesn't even He probably could show up mid-semester. He could probably show up to class, like, an hour late and be like, there would be no, like, hounding. It'd be like, good to see you. You Which know, is good because like, you know you got these uber educated left wingers. Uber, like, um, like uh, that is another topic to talk about. Yeah, but I, the, I want to crowbar that. The the, the oh, lefties like Rachel Madcow, who uh, gets a lot of credit because yeah. she's smart, a little misguided for me. But you know, people think that the conservatives or Amy Schumer displays very fat cow uh, are all just the hmm. you know think they got told in. Palin families, oh, yeah, Those right. Or the Duck Dynasty families, and that's you know the whole GOP and the establishment. The there. But it's good to have a face like Ben Shapiro, who uh, graduated white Jewish boy, a nice white Jewish boy that's going to eat too much and then watch his weight afterwards. That's why he'd never win. Never win. Not enough cheese. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do want to uh, bring this. I do want to bring this up. Michael mentioned a great uh, point in the development meeting um, at Trump Tower earlier this week. We were coordinating the next uh, quarter of material. It's about Uber. Now, Uber. I want to get your guys' opinions, and we're going to jump into a little "Would you rather" with this afterwards. But do you guys think Uber is good, yes. or do you think they're undermining the cabs? Uh, the, I'm the all cabs. for it. You're for the cat. You're for the Undermine them. Uh, undermine them. Overmine them. Blow them up. I agree. Uh, if, if it doesn't work, if it's a business model that you can do better, this is America, you should do it. You know? The cabbies is an old, outdated system. If you can do. Well, it'd be know, great if it was just cheaper. Better. But it's not. It's, it's, it's literal not. highway robbery, what these guys charge. And yes. I mean, I, I always go back to. I remember this time I was flying into. Um, BWI, I think it was. Anyway, I had to go from Baltimore Airport over to uh, the bus station. I had to take the bus. Oh, Irma. I think I paid for a 10-minute ride, maybe 50 to $60. And then, of course, I did oh. hit the guy oh. after that. Oh. This is and, a cab or said, Uber? 
Oh, this was a cab. And I used the argument of mm. Uber. I said, you know, this 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 is why people are going over. This is ridiculous. Look what you charged me. That the, the meter just keeps going ding, 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 ding. You know, oh. like you want to see a stock go up. You know what Dick I would do? say? I agree with you. I agree with you. Here's what I would do if I were an Uber driver. I would pick up a customer and I would go, okay, you have two choices here. You can pay the thirteen ninety five, or you can give me $10 in cash and I'm going to turn this off and you turn yours off and we get you there cheaper. And I would just pocket money. I would just make hmm. my own money. Hmm. Yeah. So which is, people do that too. I was told yeah, I'm an Uber driver. Do. He does yeah, that. they do. They'll, if you if you say, "Hey, look, here's my number. Call me on the way back, and I'll cut you a deal." And that way, you don't have to use your app. I right. The, it's uh, great. I missed what the hell you guys started talking about Uber and taxi cabs. Like what? what it's capped. Um, so cities across it? America now. New York has just been afflicted thanks to uh, Comrade Bill De Blasio. Um, oh my gosh. Comrade. He wanted to make. He he wanted to. De Blasio is uh, the next politician who wanted to cap Uber and Lyft and give you know Let's go, cabbies who are you know what what's an Uber and Lyft drive? Most of them are American. Oh, well, anybody like can limit the Uber amount Lyft, of people who can be a Lyft or or Uber driver. Because right now, anyone right. can do it. Right. Well, if you look at New York, everybody's got a TNLC. Plate. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. 10, oh, yeah. 15 years ago, you only saw that on a stretch limousine or a cab. Oh, but yes. Everybody's Dude, what, got one. What's TNLC? Like, I know what it is, but what, is that, what does it stand for? The Taxi Limousine Commission. Okay, so New York. New, Uber and Lyft signs. New York yes. became the first American uh, major city on Wednesday to halt new vehicle licenses for ride hail services dealing with a significant setback to Uber in its largest market in the United States, which, of course, is New York. Legislation passed overwhelmingly by the city council, and it will cap the growth of the services for a year while, the studies, uh, the, while they study the booming industry. Uh, this, will, this bill will also allow New York to set a minimum pay rate for drivers. So is this lobbying from cab companies that the mayor took a couple of bucks from? Or, like, how did that come about? Ah, well, he's, you know... Yeah, who fucked the, up? The Blasios is somebody's getting paid. Is, of course, is crooked as a corkscrew, but uh, he's as crooked as Dillinger. You know, in his mind, he's what's he? I just I can figure this guy. He thinks about okay, well, Cooking let's look bacon. at all the, the cabs in the city. Number one, it's King a Cook. municipal entity, King the cabs, and yeah. who are they driven by? You know, the minority, the immigrants, and he thinks he's putting immigrants out. Of, you know, because he's the great white hope from Park Slope. Right, he's he's God's yeah. answer to New York. But you know, moving away from New York, it's not just New York. Angela Merkel did the same thing in Germany. You know, Uber, which is a Deutsch. I know Cleveland died five for Duncan. Is banned. It's all it, together oh. throughout the entire country. You cannot get an Uber anywhere in Germany because yeah. because the government didn't want to curb the sales of the taxi cabs. So they, it's banned. You cannot use Uber in Germany. Uber did. Uh, see, here's, here's the this deal. This is going to be the beginning. Uh, no, look. Uh, here's the thing. Oh, uh, revolution. Uh, you know, Uber, in the UK, in London, for example, you have the those old-fashioned cabs, which is part of a tourist experience. It's not like riding in the back of you know a beat-ass Crown Victoria in New York. So right. people are still which going to use mm-hmm. the cabs in London as a touristy experience. So they allow Uber in London. Um, and okay. Surrounding cities, I'm okay. Sure. 
I do love the smell of cabs when you get in there and the guy smokes like sweet cherry cigars that are stained in the seat. <laughs> right. Black and I'm not miles. kidding. I, I do. I love. I love cabs. But Uber did come into the market and kind of undermined the cabs. But the technology was there and society progresses and that's fine. What the cab company should do though is compete with them a little better. And they really haven't. They're still sticking to the same model. And the cab company should develop apps and compete with them. Yeah. And they would probably do better because I'll tell you what, if it was between Uber and a cab and it was the same money, same service, I'd pick a cab rather than some hipster in his Prius that's like, where are you going? You're from out of town? And it's like, no, douchebag. I just take an Uber everywhere because I live here. I had you know, probably like, the most I would professional do that. Uber driver, this guy that we met on the like second to last night uh, yeah, when our perfect. flight got canceled. Uh, he took us there, and then he took us back, then he took us back to Betty and Jeff's, then he took us back to the airport at 5 in the morning. He was the best Uber driver on planet Earth. He was Earth. professional. Hardly any of them are like that. The one that we used when we got yeah. to Palm Beach, he wasn't like that guy. He See, wasn't. I don't use the yeah, app like enough. I haven't, used, I haven't used Uber and Lyft enough. I know there's so many horror stories out I've there. I've never about, used Lyft. You know. uh, I've never, never used, used Lyft, Lyft either. either. I've used either. Uber, though. But I, I've, every time I have used it, I've had a more than pleasant experience. I know there's a lot yeah. of bad experiences out there with both the drivers and the passengers. Oh, uh, excuse me. This is that's just like satellite radio to terrestrial radio. Remember, they were like, but oh, it's yeah, a monopoly. Great analogy. But cabs, I just never get out of a cab saying that was great. Yeah, you don't get out and be like, You know, you get refreshing. out there going, God, I just spent $50 to... to do something I was too lazy to walk to. Yo, right. home, smell you later. Look at my kingdom. <laughs> right. I was finally there. But the <laughs> right. thing with cabs, though, cabs, in the at least in, in like New York versus L.A. cabs, New York, you're in a yellow cab. It's iconic. Something to be said about that. L.A., you don't know what a cab really. is. They're like purple. I guess it is. Yeah, isn't. but, but it, it isn't really. I, I get it. I, I took a, a cab in L.A. once. Um, it's, it might, I don't know, maybe it's not the same because – New York yellow cab. There's one. There's a hundred of them to every street corner. But um, it's it's just it's a, a yellow beat ass car. It's a, it's a, they they get beat up very quickly from the mileage. What I've heard from people I know that drive for Lyft or Uber or have, and it's always short lived, is they don't make any money. You have to really, really like work like fourteen hour days to turn a profit. Otherwise, you're getting with between gas prices. At least in L.A., and you're only making like a couple bucks a night. I mean, it's you don't make a lot of money. You have to really put in time, like long. Yeah, well, trips. I mean, like I, airport, I, I, like I don't know airport. exactly how yeah. the system works, but it's kind of a trickle up. So you have the Definitely. driver who's making money on the tips, I guess, unless he owns the cab or whatever. And right. then uh, you have the cab stands. So you got to kick up to the garage, and then the garage has to kick up to the city. Um, so it's all, it, it, it all goes to the government in the end. Everybody's got to, you know, you the city's got to wet its beak. That's how I understand the system works, but I'm not, a, I've never been a cab driver, so maybe I'm wrong, but that's how uh, I personally see it. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, the median income for taxi drivers and chauffeurs oh is only, is only 25000 a year. Oh my gosh. Uh, 2017. This is the median. 50% of the uh, cabbies earn more than this amount, and the other half earn less. So it really boils down to where you are. 
If you look at fair percentage, when you work, if you work for a taxi company who charges you a percentage of your fares uh, for the right to drive, the rate is typically one third your overall gross fare income. So if you bring in two hundred dollars during your shift, one third is sixty six bucks. That means you have one hundred thirty four dollars left, and part of that you pay for gas, which is required by cab companies. So it's oh. almost a third being. You're absolutely right. It's almost a third being trickled up. A lot of these taxi companies to lease vehicles to contractors for the day or the week. So the contractor has to refuel the vehicle and pay a flat fee, which is anywhere between 75 and 150. It's cutting edge radio, uh, <sighs> depending on your location. So you really have to put though. like the hours in. Yeah, right. That's what you got to do. You got to maximize hours, minimize miles. Yeah, right. And take shit. Yeah, right. yeah, like but a, it's great. You don't have to with Uber and Lyft. It's all the money goes through the app. You don't have to have cash on you. Yes, um, it's great. You see. don't have to swipe your card even. And some New oh, York City, yeah, well, most see? New York City cabs now have the card, which became quite a convenience for people. Um, but those idiots but, can't find an IT guy to make them an app where we can just hook it up right. our, our checking account and do the same thing that Uber and Lyft are doing. Duh. And I've never had an Uber driver, you know, really beg me for a tip. You know, it's nope. almost not expected. You know, they, they can they do OK. It, that's just a little bit extra. If you get exceptional service, I'm going to give you a tip. Uh, um, but they they make money. And you can, um, tip, you can even I, tip them more through the app. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I tipped the first time I took an Uber. I took it I to tip. Pearl Harbor when I was in Hawaii, and I, I tipped them. Oh. I thought it was a, you know, oh. I was like, I'll do it. I do. I, I don't. I'm not really in a lot of situations where I need to take an Uber. But if I am, the experience has been pretty good overall. I remember when it was... I've always had a good experience. Yeah. People referred to it as Uber Cab. And I just thought that was like a cab company's like, you know, cool, lame, hip name in Baltimore. I'm like, Uber Cab? Why do they call themselves that? And then Tony Martin showed me the app and my dick was blown out my ass. <laughs> uh, what's got off they need to bring a back Rick cab ride, actually. This was kind of funny. Uh, just to show you, you know, you get rated on your Rick customer Charles. service on Uber with the stars, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Well, I guess, you know, oh, cab yeah. drivers, they don't care what you think about them. There was this one time I'm in a cab in El Paso, Texas. Oh, boy. And this guy was so oh, miserable, grumpy old man. And, of course, again, I had to use cash. <laughs> so I said, hey, pull over to the nearest ATM. I, I thought you took cards in this cab, in this town, but I guess this town isn't there yet. So, anyway, just pull me over to an ATM. He's like, Whoa, well, I don't, shit, I don't even think I feel like driving anymore. I'd almost rather you just got a free ride. And I said, nah, come on, man, let me, let me pay you. <laughs> he killed himself. <laughs> he was so See that cliff. I wants to get a free ride as he blows his brains oh out toward the trip. Check, please. I remember he was talking about, you know, because it was near uh, the Fort Bliss Army Base and, you know, most military <laughs> towns. Like, have you ever ride. been to Columbus? If you've ever been to Columbus, Georgia, or Fayetteville, North Carolina, you know, those are military towns. Oh, All the cab drivers Cape are ex military. Cape Fear. This guy goes, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> this guy, I said, did you ever, well, did you ever serve yourself? Sir, I don't believe in any of that squad leadership bullshit. What? That shit will get you killed. 
I wish that you filmed like this, man. I quite a war myself. <laughs> to every man for himself. You know what? I think I'm just not going to entertain this guy. Meanwhile, that guy sure. took out a town the next day with a newsie. That's Burned so crazy. Houses. I must just give you a free ride. I'm going to stop. I remember going to school as a child on a bus. And you remember substitute bus drivers? Once in a while, you'd get one. We had this guy, and he was a military vet, and he had a Vietnam hat on. And there's something wasn't right there, and people were screaming, and he stopped the bus Uh on the side of 202 in Pennsylvania, and he got up, and he goes, hey! And all these kids are scared. I mean, this guy should have been fired. He goes, I need y'all to be quiet. I served in the war, and when I served and people spoke, you listened. You were at attention right now. And I was like, and I knew as a young Minded child at nine years old, but there's something not right. You better shut the fuck up, Clark. And uh, I, I, I thought it was so entertaining, though, and fascinating. And it's me, but I love seeing people at their job at the end of their of their rope. Like I was at some doctor's office the other month, and the receptionist yeah, right. was like, "Is my vodka here yet? Ah, oh, this place isn't paying me enough. Is it cigarette time?" And I was like, "This person is, has checked out." But I love wit- I love watching that. I feel bad for the person, but I love seeing people unravel in their job because you're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Why you're at it? How about some free shit over here? Like, I'm not paying for this, right? Yeah, fuck the man. You know, but it's just so entertaining yes. to me. Like, I love grade, that story about the cat. In ninth grade, we had to take the bus to LaSalle from CB West. So I had to take a bus from my neighborhood to CB West, then from CB West down to LaSalle. Oh, my gosh. The bus driver that took us from West down to the city was abused daily. The shit that these kids would say to this driver, Uh, he would do everything to like make us not hate him. He installed a radio. He'd let us listen to Stern. He gave you a hand job. Yes. Free candy. (laughs) Did he let you listen to Stern? Yes. Ninth grade. How do you not love him? I'll never get this bus right. Uh, (laughs) You know, oh. I, I went to, I went, I, I rode a bus with some, you know, kind of, uh, well, street types, but there was this one street, there was this one bus, yeah, so we heard, we heard certain, certain lingo, um, anyway, this one kid, I'll never forget, we had this one guy who was a local, he wasn't a congressman, like one of those low, what's the, whatever the step below that is, an, like an, an envoy to an ambassador, Dude, he was bag. a part-time bus driver, and he never fucking spoke. This guy just—he never spoke. And so one time, this is oh, this is uh, yeah, this is black kid on a bus, and he's talking you. about. He says the word blowjob, and then suddenly the bus driver's oh. hey, yeah, you get up here, yeah, you with the mouth. <laughs> what the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Shock. <laughs> yeah, you with the mouth. <laughs> you with the mouth and the big penis. <laughs> the shock wave that goes all the way because nobody had ever heard this guy Dominic. talk. <laughs> and uh, you know, even even this, yeah. So even this thug uh, gets salt. up and he goes to the, the front of the bus there, and uh, you know, cause kids didn't ride in the front, so he goes oh. to the front. And he's taking his name. You talk like that at home, but you can't talk like that on my bus. What you yeah, doing? right, yeah. And, All right, you know, this guy was Bill a politi- This guy was a politician. What's he gonna do? You know, is he, mm. is he, you know, how sad is that? Though that's that's hilarious. But how sad yeah. is that? You're a politician, but you're also riding a bus. Like you're trying to change America yeah. and fix the world, but you're dealing with these little shitheads. <laughs> Would you? Let me ask Again, you guys. Again, most kids don't know what a blowjob is at the age of eleven. Right. But you know, that's from... funny. You with the mouth. 
what would you guys? Parts it's of a the tough one to figure out. Yeah, we have all kinds. I remember a substitute, involved. a substitute teacher in high school. His name was Mr. Frederick. He was a social studies sub, but he was very into history. To where in the beginning of class, when you subbed him, when he subbed you, he would write on the board like Kaiser Frederick, and he'd be and he would try to you know, whatever the subject was, he would try to act out like a character from that period of history. So during like you know, the German annex of Switzerland or something, be like, I am Kaiser Frederick. <laughs> and he wasn't even doing like a German accent or anything. But, you know, the U.S. Civil War reconstruction, he'd be like, they call me, you know, General Frederick down here in Missouri. And you're uh, like, wow, this guy's really, really. But he wasn't like that good at it. He was just trying, like, it was a weird, like, thing. He stuck to the character. But you were kind of scared of him. Let me ask you guys this. Would you rather, speaking of Ubers and taxis and all this, what would you rather do? You're headed to the airport, you call an Uber, it shows up, and it's a shuttle van. And they're like, we're on their way there, but we're picking up eight sweaty families on the way. And most, you're still going to get there on time, you're going to make your flight, but the ride is like a heavy set woman that's like, I can't, can you get the bag for me? It's like a production. You know what I'm talking about? It's a production. That was like, honestly, you know, when I rode the bus as a kid, they weren't old, obviously. They were my peers, but a lot of fat, sweaty types. And I'm trying to be politically correct here, but how do I describe it? So, no, it's you know, true. I I oh lived in, I always lived in the white neighborhood. But going to school as a kid, the school district that I was in as a hmm, teenager, I didn't know anything about that. They they had they would blend. They want the school district had this idea. This is liberal logic, I guess. Oh. They wanted the whites and blacks and the Puerto Ricans all to gel and mesh, right? I'll get to the point of the weight soon. It has nothing to do with race, but that's a bummer. It has nothing to do with or anything like that. But Roku just we, we uh, had to tr- we, just like John said, you know, transferring buses and stuff like that. You know, we had to do that sometimes because uh, buses. Uh, uh, right? oh. we had to had to have a point to drop off the. Love. Yeah, right. Other the, you know, kids from the other side, to where they Love had to go it. anyway. So um, we, uh, yeah, I just, I just remember that was one of the things. But a lot of these, uh, yeah, know, these kids who out. came from humble beginnings had must have had a pretty well-fed diet because there were a lot of fat, a lot um, of fatties types yeah. who didn't. Let's go, baby. So much anyway. when they never got. They never reached the goal of getting the whites and the blacks all to sit at the t- same lunch table at school either. You know, these kids weren't in our school district. They were, um, you know, they got a special voucher to come to us. And, and you know, the, the superintendent, of course, wanted to bring in the more inner city kids. Into yeah, he the wants district. to look good on a resume. Right. And it just it didn't work. It just no, it didn't, usually didn't doesn't work. There's a reason for good or for bad. Must for good or for bad, natural. unbiasedly, there's, there's a reason for uh, class uh, classes uh, diversification uh, and why things different cultural shocks. I'm trying to say this delicately, don't work. There's a reason why because it's too much equal. of a shock. It can't be. Yeah. That can't. And be. It can't be. Everything can't right. all be equal. And and, and, and I remember. I remember we had like this. We had this. It was a, it was called a sister school program when I was in elementary school. So we had our elementary school, and uh, then we went into their 
elementary school and we would have you know oh, we had to see how the other half lived and um i'm like you know i'm no stranger to uh i don't want to use the word ghetto or hood but i'm no stranger to this street like i you know it was it actually the school wasn't actually that far away Project. but but um we, uh, <laughs> nothing but stuyvesant but we had to. We had to get. We were all assigned a buddy who was either, of course, black or Puerto Rican, and that was incidental. Buddy. And uh, there's a gang member. I was just like, what? Even as a little kid, I'm like, what is this system trying to accomplish here? You know, I remember we were playing, trying to play sports and stuff with and within our little groups, and oh yeah, and it just it just didn't go well. I remember I'm. Uh, Throwing a ball or something to some chicks. Thank you, little white boy. Thank you, little uh-huh. baby. So thanks, it, sister. It, it, it doesn't work, and it's not because you don't want it to work or you're racist or anything. It just it doesn't work. I remember in tenth grade they did this program where we would write to children, students in the inner cities, some of the poorest areas in Philadelphia, and they'd write back, and, and it failed after a month because we didn't want to write them and they didn't want to hear from us and write back. It just didn't. It's forced. Yeah, they didn't want to talk to us social about interaction. Our white privilege, and we didn't want to talk right. to them about their oppression. Yeah, it right. Didn't work. It, it, exactly. And uh, it it was um, again what I would call uh, liberal logic, because it was it it was the school's way of uh, trying to come up with a positive outcome, which you know now in hindsight I understand. But you know we had to pay money for these kids to go to a school, which. They didn't exactly excel in, you know, right. none of them, yeah, right. Yeah, right. none of them were like the next finding forest, yeah, right. let's just say. Yeah, good the race thing is totally incidental, the, next nothing, the, the, the race has nothing to do with it, it it's just, uh, the just the situation, I guess, uh, call it what it is, but they just, they really didn't accomplish anything, because the, you know, the blacks and the Puerto Ricans all hung out with each other, and the white kids all hung out with with each other, and yeah. every now and then, I did see in school um, some some tension. And of Definitely. course, I was a dumb shit in school, so I, I actually was trying to hang out with uh, the smarter kids in the white group, but I was yeah. too dumb. So I was in all the low-level classes because, again, another thing that this school's district did was called a tracking system, where they would put they would test you, and based on the t- it was actually I remember it specifically. It was called the uh, it was an assessment test called the California Achievement Test. And you took it every other that's an like odd year. Testing. Yeah, and then they would uh, oh, they would measure testing. how they'd measure your intellect and find out what classes to put you in. And of course, Wait. they put me in the low level courses with me all too. the the hoodlums. Hold, hold the phone here. The cat the test does that stand for California Achievement Test? Yes. Yes. It's the most yes, bankrupt state in the country. That's like saying, "Hey, the uh, the inner Trenton uh, test for uh, you know upper uh, cleanliness. Come on, really? Yeah. By the way, and that's be- how they measured it. Before we take a break, uh, I want to ask you guys a, a, a would you rather a couple of them. Then I want to get into a uh, break in sports with John, if we may. Back to the first, would you rather? Would you rather be going to the airport <laughs> and have to stop and pick up five uh, families of larger girth, substantiated statures? Uh, that take a while. Five or, families. Or you're in a, an Uber with a smelly guy and he doesn't talk. But every few minutes he keeps driving faster and faster. 
and it's a little dangerous and it's a little scary. And you're like, hey, so where are you from? And he doesn't answer you and he just keeps driving faster when you talk to him. What would you rather be? So you're into, you're into complete frustration and like, come on, I'm going to miss my flight. You know, like somebody with a wheelchair gets on. Like, it's just, it's a mess. Or this scary situation. He's driving to the airport. He's not going, to, he's not rerouting from the trip. But he doesn't talk. He's smelling. He's driving fast. Go. John I could Stark, be wrong, but I, I feel like these are always real obvious. I would definitely just rather be with the big, chubby, sweaty families uh, knowing really? exactly where I'm going than with the, a creep that could be just driving me into a cement wall. Yeah, why is he going faster and faster? See, not me. I would pick the guy going faster and faster. When I travel, I'm a bastard. And if things slow me down, I start turning into the Hulk. I'm just Ooh. like, what the fuck is going on? United did that to me. I can't travel with grace anymore. I'm Once I'm on mess. the ground, I'm pretty like relaxed. After I've just been flying, I'm like pretty subdued because I'm like, I'm on yeah, the you're ground. on Xanax. I'm on the ground. Hulk smash! Mm. Yeah, you're chilled out. Now. What about you, Michael? Where's Michael? We can't yeah, ask a question without Michael. Oh shit! Instead, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what I would do differently than what John just said, yes. Or yourself, same thing. All right. All right. Oh. All right. Fair enough. Would you rather get out of a cab? The cab drives away. You head to your hotel room, and you realize you left your cell phone on the seat, and you have to deal with – you can't run after him. He's gone. You have to deal with the cab companies. Or mm. you went on a nice vacation with the wife, and the luggage was somehow rerouted and lost, and you're dealing with the airlines, and they have no answers for you. What would you rather deal with? Same destination, same company, same situation, but what would you rather have lost? And you have your cell phone with the luggage, but you have nothing else. You have the clothes on your back, on your dick. <laughs> Michael, what would you pinpoint to this material uh, analogy? <laughs> By sweet, sweet <laughs> spatula of grandmother. I don't know. By the... By the hammer of Thor. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uncle Damien's beard. <laughs> By the parrot of Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. That's a tough one. Tough one, right? Uh, Cell phone or clothes? Uh, you know, I picked, uh, I picked the clothes. Yeah, I think it happened because the cell phone is still replaceable. You know, you get a new phone and you deal and, with it. But, and if you try. You only I have had to five days about. of clothes. It's not like your whole wardrobe. You're out a couple of clothes. Right. Or also replaceable, but... But it's an Actually, what's more replaceable? I guess, yeah, if you only needed a few days of clothes, but, you know, was it some important... Did, it, did I need right. a, a suit? You know, maybe well, I, I, I'd, I'd be out, you know, 2500 or something if it was for yeah, know, nice, an expensive nice get that I had for something that I had to... That I, you know, brought with me for a particular reason. Okay. Uh, nice now you know what I am gonna say: cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Are that a uh, double knot garlic? John. Um, you. So you just leave your cell phone, or you don't have all of your luggage. Right. But Be on board with that potato salad and your cell phone without yeah. your luggage. Are you by yourself? Or are you with, or like we are we with our spouses? You're with your spouses. Oh, see, okay. Well, then, 
I would rather leave lose my cell phone. Okay. She has a cell phone. I could get a hold of the company, get a hold of the cab. All right. Damn. One Slice more. Slice me, dice me. Speaking of the Uber travel airport, uh, plane, trains, automobile scenario that we're dealing with, gentlemen of the podcast, would you rather be going on a nice vacation with the wife? That one was the flights. De- the flight's delayed. There's not another flight till tomorrow. But you can take it. But you're going to miss a day of your vacation. Or you had said vacation. It's very nice. And you're leaving to come back. You got work the next day. You got things to do. You're ready to go home. Okay? It's time. Flight's delayed again. And there's not a flight till the next day. Now you have to deal with the hotel. This and that. You look at it like, hey, uh, it's another day in vacation. I'll get a hotel somewhere. But you're ready to get out of there. What do you do? Would you rather be delayed getting to the destination by a day or be delayed getting back by a day? That's all predicated on what's happening. Yeah. Same. uh, It's it's just a relaxing trip. Let's just say it's to uh, the Bahamas. Okay. It's a vacation. Then then you have time to get there, I think. But, you know, usually when you have to get back, you never want to rush. I'm sorry. You never want to delay, excuse me, getting back because I know the disasters that have come from doing that. Right. Delay getting there sucks a lot. But yeah. delayed getting back is way worse because you have, have to problems. get back. You yeah. have to get back. You set time aside to, to do this, back. and you have to get back. You may lose a day Dick getting salt. somewhere, which did happen to me once on a weekend to Mexico. Yeah, right. Um, oh, thanks to United. This was the last time I flew oh, United. Oh, no. And I had to spend the night at Houston Airport. And again, it was only a four-day weekend. George Bush. So now I'm down to three. Which is really down to two because I got to fly back on the last day, uh, and oh, uh, yeah, but was it's that... still better. It's still better to to get there when you get there than to you know get back and say oh shit you know I, I now I uh, you know who knows work's gonna be pissed off because I missed another day. Yeah, it's messing up arrangements. If you have to choose between the two, you'd rather just get to the vacation late. Me too. I would do the same. Because at least you're still in a good mood. You're like, well, I'm going on vacation. It's another day, whatever. Coming back, you're just frazzled. You know, you're like, you. Oh, it's depressing. God. Going back to reality, it's de- oh. it's a depressing time. Yeah. Yeah. When I was coming back from Colorado last week, uh, and I was kind of stupid because I, I, I actually missed my flight. And I had to take a later flight. And it was oh, a much yeah. later flight. I was stuck at the airport for like nine hours. Missed and then, you know, oh, on this flights never get delayed yeah. When you want yeah. them to, you know, I wanted the flight to get delayed because I'm rushing to get to Denver. You know, I was in Colorado Springs. Right. Denver is about, you know, an hour and a half. I did make a pit stop, which sent me, set me back. I made a pit stop. I, I, I visited Columbine High School and the memorial at Columbine, actually. Oh. Was a lovely experience. Humble, uh, a sombering oh, yeah. experience. Mm, right. But anyway... That did eat up a little bit of time, and had I not gone, I would have made my original flight. It was just bad timing on my part. So I missed a flight. No problem. I booked another one, but the next flight isn't for another nine hours. It was till midnight, but the rain was coming down, and I thought, I can make this this 4 o'clock flight, I think, because it's probably going to get delayed to 5 because it's pouring rain outside, and it doesn't. They flew without me. I, I only made it. I was 45 minutes early, but really 45 minutes yeah. It's too late because 
you know, you'll you got to get there like an hour, an hour and a half, and oh. checking in the baggage was what was setting me back. That's what happens so, when you uh, wanted to get delayed. Be. I'm sorry that happened to you. But what? then the flight afterwards got delayed. It was supposed to leave at midnight, and it doesn't leave till one forty three now. So oh. uh, I'm hanging out an extra hour at the airport. Um, when you want it to get delayed, it doesn't. When you when you when you want it to be delayed, they're like, by the way, we're not only boarding early, but everyone's in first class and there's no line. Just jump on and we're out of here. Yeah, and you're like, right. wait, wait, why is this? Why are you so efficient? How did this right. happen? We're gonna take a quick break right now, and we shall return aviation like after this. <laughs> And listen. Listen to the podcast. And the food was disgusting. I mean, we're living off of MREs. What is an MRE? I mean, what does it stand well, for again? Listen to the podcast. You're ready to eat. So, what a, does it contain? Listen to the podcast. Like a muffin of everything. Oh my gosh. Hey boys. Hey boys. That was a great first half. It was uh, intense. It was. Alright. I got some theme music queued up for the opening. Whenever you're ready. Alright. Five, four, three. And. The year was 1957, and everybody was living in Yonkers. And that's when Biscardi, John, and Clark first met. That's right, they're over 60 years old today, and they're hosting the podcastle. Welcome to the Yonkers Bronx cast. Tale. I've never been there. Um, hey, have you guys ever heard the soundtrack to Bronx Tale, the, uh, the, the musical? No, I really have no desire to see that show. It's not good. I don't see making everything into a musical. Now Pretty Woman's a musical. I took a shit uh, today. It's a musical at the Pantages. <laughs> it's like everything's a musical. We take movie. It's almost as bad as Hollywood coming up with nothing anymore. So they got to take an old story that's been done, bring it back. It's the same way with musicals. They've run out of stories to tell. So they got to pull musicals from you know, all the movies, the like you know, the Bodyguard, the musical kind of made sense oh, yeah. because it's about music, but at the same time, it was like you know, the movie was over twenty years ago, and now you're going to make the musical Star right. um, Wars, the musical. I don't see Bronx Tale being told any way really, other than. This the the film that was written, and I never saw Chaz Palminteri doing the one man show. I heard he was great, and um, you know it's his life story that he's telling. But I don't want to see it in a one man show. I just to me that would that would bore me. You don't. And it's not it. a musical. How do you take racial tensions? Kind of goes to what the topic we were just talking about. Where, you know, whites and blacks try to in, in a racially right highly a highly racially tense section of the Bronx, uh, you know, the movie's about, it's about love, it's about divide. hate, it's about yeah, violence. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's about divide, and, you know, what are they going to break into song and dance and, you know. Yeah, I don't I think don't. it really works. Here's a, here's a clip from Romeo and the musical of a Bronx tale. 
And uh, it just sounds a little fabricated. Tell me what you think. Okay, I get it. It's a little doo y But then you have this. This is supposed sounds to be like a Bronx tale. Yeah, it sounds like it starts uh, off like doo You're nope. like, okay, I get it. But then it's like it sounds like Grease. Yeah, it sounds like right, Olivia Newton yeah. John should be there being like, we are together. Yeah, but Grease was, was supposed took place in the 50s. Right, Bronx right. Tale starts off, you know, in 1960, and you hear the Dion and the Belmonts music in the movie. But then it, it cuts to the main storyline of 1968, and the, he even says the Beatles would change the little Broncado. The Beatles were changing the way that we thought. I didn't give a shit about the Yankees. You know, it were beyond the doo-wop days and the, you know, Neil Sedaka's tra-la-la music. You know, it's 1968 right. now. Good call. That doesn't yeah. apply. We're listening to the White Album and Abbey Road. And I don't know. Right. It just seems, I, I stumbled upon it today on Spotify. And I, I searched for a Bronx Tale, the soundtrack, because I w- was in the mood to hear some doo-wop. And I know they have some good tunes in there. And then the musical came up, and I was like, oh, "I'll check it out." And I listened for like a minute. Yeah, it, no, it just, yeah. it just, it's, yeah. The musicals are too much. They do it's a musical gonna, forever. It's gonna get better. It's, uh, it's gonna. I won't see really it also because now. you know I didn't like no, what. No, it's not. Yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah. You know, we did a show about the Tonys, oh. and I and I said, "What the hell is Robert De Niro doing at the Tonys? He doesn't." Right. Do I didn't realize at the time that he was actually the executive producer of the show, and that's why it won an award. And that's why he was there. So well, for that, that reason, and his stupid rant that he made, I would want nothing to do with that show. Fuck Trump. Yeah, I don't think I, can't I don't it. think it's yeah. good. Um, I haven't see seen that. it, but I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Leave it as a movie. You know, another, I talk about another movie that I talked about how we're taking old stories that have already been told. And, you know, the new Eichmann movie. Since the beginning of time. The new Eichmann right. movie with, with Ben Kingsley. Uh, so he goes from yes. playing Yitzhak yes. Stern, the Jew, in, in uh, Schindler's List, and now he's Adolf Eichmann. Right. That story's been told a couple of times. It was even recently done on Netflix with... Um, Anthony LaPaglia, I saw it, and they, it's a movie about him covering the trial. Wow. And that was pretty recent. Nuremberg. Duval, Robert Duval played him in some, like, late 70s, early Duval. 80s movie. Duval. It's been done, you know, but they bring it with this new shock value, like there's going to be other outcome. Oh, he's not going to get hanged. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. You know, he's going to, the plane's, right, the plane's not going to take off and he's not going to make it to Israel. Yeah, the story's been told. You know the ending. That same we're old running bit. out of ideas. Oh right, yeah, we're running out of stories to tell. And why would we think of something original when we can just remake what's already been blueprinted I mean, for us? Right. How how many times can you redo Godzilla? There's another one coming out, and it's like oh, th- that movie. God. That movie oh has gosh. never worked in remakes. It it worked in the original cheesy over you know subtitled. Overdubbing, yeah. Uh, yeah, Japanese movies, and that's it. And they were good for kids in the fifties and funny to watch yeah. now. But like the nineteen ninety seven one failed. The one three years ago failed. And I there's thought the one another three one. years ago did but kind John, of good. No, I think it did John, well. You agree with the, the remaking of of the superhero movies like Hulk, Spider Man, because 
I guess well, what was yeah. it? Once the rights, once the rights were resold to the, uh, who is the production company? By the way, that makes is it? Are they Warner Brothers or is Disney. it DC? Uh, Dis, so Disney bought them. Disney um, bought Marvel's characters that um, Fox and Sony didn't own, like the Avengers, and what they've done over the last ten years. It's been like. It's been like what was in my mind when I read a comic book on a TV screen. Right. It's like so. It's, it's as if the prior it's not series or clunky like any right. of the other they ones. They do it justice. Like the, the other franchises were bad. They shouldn't have been made. So they should be remade because the others were bad. For That's sure. Different. Yeah. Absolutely. They can like do they, a better they, job. Every casting, the casting they've done is just, it, it's perfect. It's really interesting when you see that redone because it could go it could it could do well or it could fail one movie i thought that needed a remake was robocop i thought with the technology in detroit today would do a good job and i like the remake but it, it was not as good as the original it really didn't hold up at all like the the spirit wasn't there God, they remade that. yeah I most people did it didn't really do well michael but keaton I, was in it I, mean, I think no matter how many new stories are told it doesn't matter how you know if they're untold or not. Nazi stories are just played. It's you know there's how there's much. Too many. More. Oh my gosh! It, yeah, there's there's too many. It doesn't matter if it's never been told, because it's just another Nazi. Yeah, yeah, it's been done too many times. I mean, there's I was not... actually listening to that uh, Joseph Campbell, the the hero's tale, and how every story it, the. You know, the main good guy, basically the same, like, seven or eight things happen to him uh, throughout the story. It's yeah. insane. Like, you can go back to, like, the Who's earliest. Sto- Joseph Campbell, I think that's his name. He just yeah, discusses the whole, like, <laughs> blueprint for every story, how, like, they're all pretty much the same. They're all the same. Sex, murder, love, religion, betrayal. You're thrown into action. You meet some, like mythical friend set up help conflict resolve something right yeah and if and some filmmakers try to deviate away from that and make something like different and those never work because your mind is subjected to and expects like a positive outcome well and you know it's not I a positive yeah, outcome, that's like the experimental stuff you know the film that that i worked on the independent film i worked on back in 2011 which we didn't talk much uh was that experimental? The director, you know, he the whole thing went belly. He had this idea of taking real life people and making them play themselves in this fantasy story that that wasn't um, real. Like he thought he was telling a real story, but it really wasn't. He's was just a bunch of real people that he that he <laughs> that he met in his life, and he gave them these uh, these fake backstories. And I came oh. to realize that they're all people who just worked at the Olive Garden. Yeah, uh, <laughs> server job. Yeah. Who did you think he wanted the more tree of life? Though. Right. And I said, this is just not going to work. And then, of course, he had some actors. Like, I mean, I was hired to play. And then I, I realized yeah, that a right. lot of other people were also very talented actors. And some people were just not actors. Not that they weren't talented. They just didn't do any acting before. And uh, it was, it was that, a, that was, it was a shame. It wasn't a terrible story. Just a bad way to tell the story, and sometimes yeah. that's sometimes it sounds like a miss. Agreed. John, what's going on in the world of sports tonight? Anything dicking, popping? 
And now, sports of John, 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 sports of 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 John, Trickling. I wanted to make a correction. Last week, for oh, some no. reason, I referred to the National League <laughs> as the East. I think I was thinking basketball, East and West. Um, All right. Standings in the National League right now, as it stands oh, right now, Phillies. They did lose tonight, but they are oh, no. still in first in the NL East over the Braves by Uno game. Cubs in the Central. Close. Dodgers tie with the Diamondbacks, first place in the West. The Doyers. In the fake league, of course, Boston beating the shit out of everyone right now. Indians and Astros with the Oakland A's, the hot team to watch right now. They are on fire. They're five and a half back on the... uh, Let's go, baby! The whole Bay Area getting back into the... Taking over sports again. Golden State, Oakland. Oh, yeah, wow, get back yeah. to the game. What are... And it's a shame for the Raiders. They're gone now. Yeah. I know. It's I don't true. Know. The Bay mm. Area. Mm. But they're going to Vegas. And how much money is going to just rain down on them? Oh, I know. Crazy. Dick salt. Dick salt. Speaking of Warriors, speaking of the NBA, today they announced their schedule, all their... Primetime games and the Ooh, when's LeBron traditional, the traditional five Christmas Day games that start at noon with the Bucks and the Knicks, boring. Then the Thunder at the Rockets at 3 o'clock, Sixers at Celtics at 5.30, Lakers, Warriors, and Blazers, Jazz at 10.30. Ooh, Lakers, Warriors. That's when LeBron's going to rain down. The King will rain down his wrath upon Golden State as the true champion of the NBA. All hell, Lakers! Let's, uh... Let's oh, I just a... stubbed my toe jumping on this bandwagon right now out Dick here in Los salt. Angeles. Dick Let's salt. go, LeBron. Come on, man. We need Let's... something. Let's make yeah, a wager. A I bet on Christmas Day the Warriors will beat the Lakers by more than 50 points. <laughs> I bet on Christmas Day the Warriors will beat the Lakers by at least 50 points, too. <laughs> I don't think there's any chance of that not happening. It's pretty funny. It's like my dick. It's not Mentioned funny. earlier, I mean, we've all seen Dodgeball, right? Yes. Of course. Funny movie. Orange. Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> Purple Vipers, I think. Well, the one guy men- mentions that there's a, uh, a dodgeball tournament on uh, ESPN, the Ocho. And I guess that's like, because there was ESPN, ESPN2, uh. ESPN2, ESPN. There's so many, it's called ESPN Ocho. There's actually one being created uh, it exists the world's espn bizarre... I, I don't think it's any stupider than cornhole being now an espn broadcast yes is that true yes and that's part of it um yeah right take a look cornhole's a drunkest game you play in a, in a backyard they're doing they're doing like coverage now of cornhole here's, here's a list yeah and i'll tell you what time oh, they're on 
on the oh, other show. Of course. <laughs> Can't wait to subscribe to that oh show. Okay, this one's really weird. It's called uh, Highest RPMs Ultimate at 3 a.m. It's a seven-on-seven game in which the winner is the first team to reach 15 goals, and participants are prohibited from using the word Frisbee under penalty of a... Okay, it's Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee. Okay. Mm. Tough to do. Frisbee's a lot harder than people think. The Seattle Sockeye won last year's U.S. Open Championship thanks to a winning goal by the perfectly named... Dylan Freechild. You'd have to Person's play. Name. You'd have to play dodgeball with a name like Freechild. <laughs> Ultimate frisbee. <laughs> Not frisbee. dodgeball. Uh, frisbee. Also, they they cornhole is a game. <laughs> uh, spike ball at four a.m. This two-on-two trampoline and ball game is also referred to as round net. So you just kind of like bat a ball off of a trampoline and your opponent has to bat it back. These sound like drunken trailer park games. They are. What's next? Like shoot the tin cup off the cat's head? You know what they are? They're games for the backyard, the beach, and tailgates. Ah, the Toothless. The Toothless series. Season ticket holders and uh, the 700 level. Yes, that's what it is. Uh, at 6 a.m., Matt, I'm sure you'll tune into competitive eating. What better way to ease into your Wednesday morning than the retrospective programming? Okay, so this we missed. Sponsored this by Diabetes. As you no doubt recall, the 2006 eating season was dominated by the legendary Tekuru Kobayashi when his digestive tract was in its prime. Sounds French. <laughs> at 2 a.m., ultimate dodgeball. I think we all know what that is. At 1 p.m., we can all really get tight the Sink pants for kabaddi. <laughs> What's kabaddi, you ask? It's incredibly yeah, popular sport yeah. in India. It's a seven-on-seven event tag-style indoor team game in which a player runs to the opponent's side of the field and attempts to tag as many defenders as possible before being tackled. Essentially, televised Red Rover. Sounds like the running man. That's what they need to do, is do like the running man. Where like they give a guy like, you know, a two week head start and then they go out to try to kill him and he has to like skate. Like that Schwarzenegger movie, the Stephen King book, The Running Man. Yeah. Maybe that was Richard Bachman, I don't remember. But it was uh That's that's what they need to do. At seven AM, tune in to ping pong. Oh. All right. I don't know what that is. Now, here is a weird one. 5 p.m. Chess boxing. What? Hybrid what? sport conjoins the two beloved and con- con- com- complementary pastimes of chess and boxing in a manner that's not dissimilar to backgammon, motocross, or hungry, hungry hippos. Mm. Hungry, hungry hippo. I remember that I game. Remember that game? Oh. They should do guess who. You know, does your person have glasses? I would watch that. Great game. Is your person bald? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. If your person have glasses, glasses, like eight went down. Yeah. Is your person Richard? And finally, at 2 p.m., saber combat. Take a guess what that is. Oh, oh Sword yeah. Sword fighting. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, like toy lightsaber. Really? I'll do my Filipino martial arts with Kali sticks. Oh, yeah. Good food in the Philippines, too. Really? I mean, I've had some Filipino food here. It's a lot of chicken stuff. It's pretty good. Jerk chicken? Jerk chicken. Jamaican? At 3 p.m., you can all take off your shirt and put on your diaper and enjoy As sumo wrestling. Ooh! <laughs> Fat bastard. 10 a.m., darts. This is all in Ocho, ESPN Ocho. This is the, this is their programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Off, it's like offbeat sports. Yeah, it's it's like we said. It's like wow. bar, like yeah, hopscotch. Sports you can play at the beach, in the yard, in the bar, and tailgating. Well, not for nothing, you know. I never got into, and I don't consider this a sport, watching Texas Hold'em, but that's oh, been on ESPN for years now. That's true. I, I had like a love-hate relationship with it because I thought it was stupid. But like if a friend just like had it on if I came over. It was so you big when it. I was Roll in to Watch it. Yeah, like after like 45 minutes, I'm like, dude, turn this fucking shit off. <laughs> Those poker and it's, guys. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a one poker game I don't quite get. I'd rather just play draw. Right. Like I, just, I don't do the hold them thing. Like just give me regular poker. Yeah, why can't we just I play didn't regular? Understand what was going on when it first became? Like, you want to play yeah. Hold'em, Texas Hold'em? I'm like, you mean Hold'em? I'm like, it was such why a not trend. Just regular poker, I know. Such a fad. Poker's huge, yeah. those guys. Those guys make a killing with. They're really good. Oh, God, uh, a, a neighbor of mine, uh, right before the time I met Biscotti in around eighth grade, Steve Dwyer. <laughs> uh, was it that long ago? Steve Dwyer. Yeah, it was that long ago? Uh, no, no so, I don't think it was eighth grade. Is, Maybe ninth grade. Ninth grade. It was one of the is one of the top poker players now in Vegas. He's worth like twenty eight million dollars or something. Stop it. Just but I credit I credit myself for his success because he was dry, riding his bike to my house one time, fell, broke both his arms, and was in casts for months and had nothing to do but play video poker. Oh. And I credit myself for that. I haven't seen a dime of that money. He doesn't respond to my tweets that much. But I credit myself for that. Yo, wow. you, he owes you at least one million. Right, at least. I want to go. Maybe I'll reach out to him, try to get him on the show. But those right. guys make it killing. Never They're good. Yeah, guy. right. They make so much money. I haven't seen them since that that accident. I've never heard it. Wow. Shoot. We haven't. Uh... Wait, you didn't go visit him when he? Uh, no, I did. Broke I his did. leg. He, well, he wasn't a close friend. He was a guy I played like video games with, like a neighbor that once in a while I'd come over, kind of thing. But um, those guys make so much money there with their good in Vegas. And, and a lot of them could be like 19-year-old kids playing like a 60-year-old guy. You know, it's just, it's amazing if, they're, if they do well how much money these poker players can win in like a night. Yeah. It's insane. I know. But Texas Hold'em, yeah, that was a, that was a trend that everyone was like, you want to play Texas Hold'em? What is it? Then, like Texas steakhouse is opened up and everything. And you're like, alright. I get it. It's big. Right. Right. Everything's bigger in Texas. It's bigger. I mean, I spent a lot of. I have a lot of property in Corp- Corpus Christi. And, uh. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Fort Gun. It's fine. And that. I'm, I'm still going. 
Ooh, do you want me to update the uh, fines? Yes. How much money do we owe? Well, Biscardi is steady at 11. Biscardi's a spoken... He's an actor. He's good with his spoken word. He can control himself. I'm at 23. Ooh, 23 and me. And, hey, speaking of that... Clark, you are at, you want to take a guess? Venture guess. 37. Ooh, very close. Uh, you Ooh. were at 38 up until two minutes ago. Now you're 39. It's <laughs> crap. Oh, my gosh. I guess that's what I'm, I guess I'm donating to a wounded warrior. 23 and me. I can't see it. <laughs> yes. Speaking of wounded warrior, has anybody, I mean, I'm, i can't wait to see this, and I don't think it's going to be seen. Uh -oh. Boy, did anybody hear about Sasha Baron Cohen getting uh, his his whole episode uh, booted? Yeah. From I, I'm trying to think of the name of the show no. that he's doing. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Who is America? That's it. The it's Sarah amazing Palin. to think that any yes. What and happened? I want to see that so bad. Somebody. Got a hold of somebody and made Showtime pull it off the air. He, you know, he oh. in the finale he gets Sarah Palin apparently. Oh, that'll be the best one. Shit. I know, and uh, I think he he doesn't say that he's like a, a former soldier, but he kind right. of like makes it look that way. Yeah, and he's he, posing he as a, like, a warrior, a uh, veteran. What's it called, Biscardi? Like false valor or? or Stolen valor, Stolen they'll call right. it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, I think, what they started to throw But, around. I mean, it's a great way yeah, to get Yeah, but you want to know something? That's him playing a role that's no more stolen valor than an actor who's never served playing uh, and putting on a, a uniform. Right. And uh, the funniest thing is, you know, I'm not a Sarah right. Palin fan. I, I think she's a dope. You know, it's so hard to get over on anybody if you're Sasha Baron Cohen now because his face is just so familiar. He's a household, yeah, he's a household name, household a face. Borat was for a while like now, so it goes ago. to show that uh, Sarah Palin, who still lives in her bubble up there in Wasilla, uh, Alaska, um, it right. goes to show you just how how dumb she is that she didn't realize she was being played. But I thought what was really funny is I want to see that. Um, she, apparently, she accused the network Showtime of uh, intentionally making us miss our flight back to Alaska oh, and making God. us get on an, another one. She oh, accused God. them. Just piling accused up the, the producers. Yeah. He's from You're right. the private sector. You're right. What happened She's was ridiculous. They, they get her she to sign. Bubble. They get these people to sign the, you know, the whatever, the waiver before. Yeah. He is from the private yeah, she sector. Yeah, you can't really pull that. I mean, I guess if you have strings, you can pull anything. Like Tom Cruise had the South Park episode pulled because Viacom owns Paramount. He's like, I'm not doing Mission Impossible unless you pull the South Park, and they Ooh. did it. Well, well Scientology that? probably has some right. He's got some strings in, in South Park. No. So Do I he's can't a watch Tom Cruise. I just think he's a fucking scum of the earth, like fucking weirdo. He's a weird guy. I like Too to much see control. It. That is funny though when my, Michael mentioned here's what a bubble she's in because how do you not like know Sasha Baron Cohen in this day and age? Like even in a character, you know like who he is. Well, like, that's you why she she was just you the worst know candidate for anything outside of Alaska because she just 
Doesn't you know, know. People from people from Alaska who I think are born and raised in Alaska, you can't expect them. And she's I think oh from God. Idaho. You can't expect them to know how to relate to the rest of the world, and that's why she was such a terrible candidate. You know. So relate. All, all you hockey moms out there, well, you know, a lot of. A lot of America doesn't have hockey moms. Yeah, right. It's, that's not a that's not a majority. That's like saying all you kids who all you parents whose kids yeah. volunteer in the 4 H club get me. It's like I don't know anybody that does you, that. Most people don't give their kids there. stupid names like track and trig. Maverick. Well, like when when he interviewed Roy Maverick. Moore, he said he was a like a Swedish journalist. Wouldn't if you were like a you know, if you were smart, wouldn't you like research him? Be like, well, let me just Google this guy to see who he is, and realize nothing comes up. Like, who is this person? <laughs> you know, if you were going to go on a show with someone and you weren't familiar with them, the first thing you would do is Google them. If someone was like mm. Clark, I want you to come on the, you know, Raphael Tyler show. It's huge. I'd be like, uh, okay, and I would Google it. And be like, who the fuck is this? And be like, you don't guys don't have any websites. Dick Cheney like signed his like water, <laughs> his waterboard or. <laughs> yeah. Before I mean, we go, even uh, Ron Paul, he like got this. one over yeah. on when he did Bruno. But Ron Paul, in the end, even though you'd think he'd be really embarrassed because how, yeah, how he uh, behaved when he thought that okay. Sasha Baron Cohen was really trying to hit him. In the end, he said, you know what? That was funny. Have at it. Have at it. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I want to just say goodnight to the listeners by opening up the uh, the lines, the telephone lines, one last time for a little segment I like to call Ask the Scardy, 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 Scardy. All right, first caller, number one. The lines are now open. We have Paul from Mineola. Paul, what is your question for Biscardi? Go. Yeah, hi. My question is actually for Matthew. Uh, you yes. haven't had your shrubs cut next door in one of the houses you own here. I know you own three on this lot. You're going to come down here and do them because, hey, you throw some great parties out here. And I know my wife loves to show you a test. So you're coming back down here? All right, all right. It's not really for Biscardi. <laughs> Caller number two. All right, from Southampton, we have Jane. Jane, ask Biscardi. Go. Uh, my question is actually for Matthew. Um, did I leave my bra on one of your Mercedes? You, you, you have too many of them. Oh There's gosh. too much truck. All right, that's not really for Biscardi. Does anybody... Interns, oh please. Next caller really has to be for Biscardi. Biscardi's the king of Long Island. Okay, we have uh, Jefferson from Montauk. Please ask Biscardi. Montauk. Yeah, I'm just calling to say uh, the bid on the, the fourth house you bought out here, um, I'm going to lower it for you. Usually that's a bad business move, but because you're so well-liked around here in Long Island, pretty much everywhere I go, people like you. I'm, I'm just going to give you the house for half the cost. God bless you, Matthew. Thank you for saving New York. You're very welcome. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Apparently Thank there's you. no Thank questions you. for Biscardi here. And uh, All right. One more. One more. Rachel from Gunther's in Northport. Rachel, this better be about Biscardi. My question is for Biscardi. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, please ask away. Why can't you be more like Matthew? He's the savior of this town. Why don't we? All right, good night, everybody. Hey, uh, real quick, I did watch that episode of Dirty Money with uh, about. Oh, Trump. you did. Oh, nice. Yeah. How was it? Sleep on it. How was it? Very interessante. Oh, well, that sounds interesting, sir. I mean, the title of it is called Confidence Man, and that's yes. you know, referencing the con man. Right. Right. Dirty money. I can't. I can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm probably, I'm probably going to believe most everything about it. It, it is of people who actually worked for him long before oh, it? President Day. What, like AIDS and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I mean that the the series they did about him, the mini series that they did about him on Netflix, the ethics revealed the same things. Yeah, were all of his former ah. employees and colleagues and you know, acquaintances. 
and they dished on him. And uh, in, a, in a good so, light, in a positive not, light, you know, you could say it's a it might Go be on, politically motivated, but you know, these are people who knew him who probably don't have any reason to lie. Yeah. You know, other than maybe some profit motive, but they can't all be lying. Is it? Does it paint him in a negative light or a positive light? I haven't watched the oh, show yet. Completely Is negative. It, it's oh, a documentary. Man. Like the, the title of his episode is called Confidence Man. And it's all about, you know, oh. using other people's confidence in you to get them yeah. to give you money, basically. China. Give China. Some cash. China. Like the whole, like... Dude, it was like at one point he was doing Domino's commercials. Then he was on The Apprentice and like everything changed. Everyone just wanted to tie their company to him yeah. to make yeah. money. But like... Smart guy. Nothing really happened for them. China. 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 Right. That's what China is a total China, con job. By the way, well, speaking Trump, Trump University. China, China. I have my degree from there. I want to. I want to submit fake resumes to companies and be like, well, "Where'd you go to school?" I went to Trump University. <laughs> like, Mr. Clark. China, um, China, before we leave, China, we we China. spoke on the show about this island uh, in the East River, between Queens and Man- uh, between Bronx and Manhattan, called uh, Brother Island, which is where the abandoned um, hospitals are, typhoid victims, brother, uh, brother. patients. It's abandoned. But uh, recently on a website, a guy uh, took a motorboat out to um, East River, and he sent a drone up into Brother Island and has a stellar, breathtaking view of what this place looks like, and it is creepy as hell. Scott and I always talked about uh, taking a a little boat in the night and going in there. It is – it's incredible. I talk about it too. No, you too, John. I'm just saying, uh, generally you. speaking. You had you had also expressed an interest in getting some snapshots of Fort Tilden, which actually I was going to do over the weekend, oh, yeah. but I went to Coney Island instead. Fort Tilden? Ah, the Blue Fair? Yeah, it's like an abandoned... It's it off in the Rockaways. I don't think so. Oh, but, did you go? You, know. you were going to go there? Yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah I, went to Coney, I went to Coney Island instead. A wise choice. New York trivia on the next podcast, so we're going to have to see if we can stump the maestro. Followed by um, Star Wars trivia with John. We're going to see if we can stump the, uh, the Jedi. God. I think we could do that. Yeah, but it's really interesting. And there's an island, another island. No, in, no trivia. Called Heart Island, which is where they dump, you know, like homeless bodies and bodies of people that can't afford a thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but it's run by the prison Ford system. Thing. So if, if you have, like, a relative you find out that's buried there, you're basically escorted there like a prisoner <laughs> to see People the grave. It's really weird. They can't afford a thing. They can't, right. afford, a they cof- can't afford a life. A grave. Like, unmarked <laughs> graves. Like, homeless. Right. But it's interesting that the largest city in the country <laughs> has these, like, abandoned islands in the middle of it. It's, it's bizarre. Oh, that is weird. And they were going to make Brother Island a prison, but they're like, ah, it's cheaper to build upstate. We'll just do that. But it would be like it would have been the Alcatraz of New York if they did that. It would have been a prison island in the middle of the oh. East River. Like, how cool would that be for like a like a movie or something? Wow, I can't see it. Well, Rutgers supposedly is going to uh, I guess belong to LaGuardia Airport. That's what I keep hearing, but I don't LaGuardia. Know. Well, I bought Brother Island and Heart LaGuardia. Island, and I'm turning into Clark Palace. <laughs> Clark, you don't have this kind of money. <laughs> Anyway, Brother you guys Clark want to Island. Brother <laughs> This was a great show. Do you guys want to put tonight in the, the W column? 
Uh, I think it's a W. From the gentleman in charge of the Oakland Athletics merchandising and Moneyball franchise uh, memberships, Jonathan Astor, to the man in charge of reinstating Fort Tillman as his own personal fortress, where Karen's doing all the cooking and cleaning and he's sipping on some nice Chardonnay, Michael Biscardi. To the man in charge of jacking off at work, slacking off at work, and reading about Brother Island, Matthew Clark. Freudian slip. Thank you so much for listening. Listeners available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and soon to be Roku on October 17th. This is the Podcastle, and good night, everybody. Trust the process. how I much you know i gotta look this I'm up i'm the real expert i don't watch the golden girls i respect it yeah i like it. golden girls is a classic all right we got our first what are you talking about i've seen it like most episodes